It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com. Yeah, hi. How are you? Well, first of all, we are self-isolating in two remote states, so that's why we sound so funky. Yeah, don't worry. The whole episode isn't like this, but future ones might be. Who knows? Oh, that's bleak. So... We recorded the episode that you're about to listen to last week, um, sort of before things got as crazy as they have gotten. And obviously since then, Ari and I have gone our separate ways, each armed with an arsenal of canned goods. But we wanted to just, you know, record a little intro before the podcast begins, just sort of giving you guys an update. So we're both self-isolating. We hope everybody's doing okay. We're both happy and healthy, knock on wood so far. And we hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and cooking everything. And this next episode is about what you would do if you could quarantine surrounded by the most decadent ingredients of your wildest dreams. So this is a little (laughs) fantasy episode for everyone. And we hope you enjoy it. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. Kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor I hope you wore elastic Cause your waistband's gonna get tight Take time's done We're having A night Hi guys Hi guys I'm Sophie And I'm Ari And you're listening to Having a Night The podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party so we have a lot to talk about today. Before we do, what did we eat this week? Wait, before we do, should we start with a limerick that we wrote? Oh, yes. Because we did our caption contest, which was so fun. Thank you guys for writing in so many things. Well, if you don't know, if you don't follow us on Instagram, which you should at Having a Night, we have this a- adorable picture of us. We do. It's and true. And picnic attire. It's very kind of 40s, full skirts, headbands, tweeds. Um, and we were making this funny expression. We had a caption, this picture contest, and we chose a winner and we said, whoever the winner was, we would write her a limerick. And the winner is Natasha Bishop. Yay. Thank you so much, Natasha, for your fabulous caption. Wait, we need to read the caption out loud. So Natasha's caption was, you're serving the punch out of a salad bowl. Thank you. That was exactly the look on our faces. It's true. Eyes bugging. Okay, so here's our limerick. Natasha did love l'eau de whore. Guys, that's water of whore. You know, whore water. Okay, let me start again. (laughs) Natasha did love l'eau de whore. She said, oh, why be such a bore? Who needs a punch bowl when your ultimate goal is your guests passed out on the floor? (laughs) So thank you so much for that. Okay, what did we eat this week? Well, we had another impromptu photo shoot with our friend Tomas, who's, you can, you know, does a bunch of our pictures that we post. You should follow him. He's such a beautiful photographer. Great French guy, crazy hair, round glasses. What more could you want? 
But the French Film Fest, I guess, was canceled and he was going to do everybody's portraits. So he was like, listen, I have all this great equipment. Why don't I just come over and we can like shoot some stuff in your kitchen, which was so fun. Yes. So we cooked lunch for the three of us and we made a giant, beautiful kind of Niçoise-esque mm-hmm. salad and we roasted a chicken quite perfectly. I actually just replicated it last night. You did? Yeah. Well, Ari had brought over the chicken and some herbs to stuff under the skin. So it was rosemary, sage, thyme, I believe. And then we put- Half a lemon, half a head of garlic. Yep. Half a lemon, half a head of garlic. Or no, we just like took a bunch of cloves of garlic and put them in the cavity. Um, Salt and pepper, obviously all over the outside with olive oil, which some people have been roasting their birds dry lately. Really? What, dry? The dry thing? Yeah. Because they think that it makes the skin get crispier. Mm. Yeah, I prefer it with oil. Me too. Come back around. And then we did like a big bed of greens with green beans, and we put baby tomatoes, baby tomatoes, baby (laughs) potatoes underneath the chicken. So they roasted in the chicken drippings, which were very good. Yes. Tomatoes, olives. I had done an egg, but I cooked it. It was like a little bit too soft to cut into four pieces. Mm Um, beautiful salad. Really delicious. Yeah. But I think the key to that chicken was the oven was 425 and we put it on a rack. Yes. Um, I think lifting it is really important. And I always forget that because I usually spatchcock. And then if I'm lazy, I don't spatchcock. And I'm like, oh, I'll just put it in the pan. When you, when you lift it up so the convection heat can kind of go all around it. Yeah. Or even if you're just regular doing like a regular bake function on your oven, it just, I don't know why I feel like it gets crispier all the way around. I mean, it, it does, yeah. but well, I think the convection oven really helps. So obviously I'm sure you guys know this, but like convection means that it's actually circulating the air all around. And so it makes things cook much more evenly. And yeah, I do think that lifting it up, it does make it better. I mean, some people would probably like put it on a bed of bed of vegetables Veggies. or something, but like, it's I want the, same. the skin on the bottom to be Juicy too, so that I can get those oysters and like eat all the skin and oh, chicken. So 425, we started with 45 minutes, but it ended up, it was a pretty big guy and it ended up being about 55 minutes, maybe an hour. It was delicious. It was so juicy and so crispy and everyone go make it. Yeah, everyone go make it. So yummy. But I will say, buy a chicken, keep it in your freezer. You can always defrost it and make yourself a beautiful roast chicken in the middle of a quarantine. I know. I went to the butcher yesterday to get this chicken and I was just staring at all these steaks and we had just, you know, recorded that steak episode. And I was like, I need all of these now. I went into full panic mode. Like I need to hoard all of this food. I need to buy an extra freezer. I need to like get on the D'Artagnan website and start ordering (laughs) foie gras, duck breast, everything that comes, every luxury frozen item. Yeah. Which is a good segue for the theme of this episode, which is a fancy pants. Fancy pants. And we're not talking just about the pants on your ass. We're talking about being fancy pants, cooking fancy pants, eating fancy pants. In a time where everyone is talking about what they can make with dried goods, rice and beans and what have you, and eating salsa out of a jar. Let's remember where we really came from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just live in fantasy world for a minute. Totally. And talk about a really decadent seven course, we're talking like the traditional French seven course, fancy ass dinner. Yeah. So should we start talking about like the most famous, the, the sort of 
uh, what's like banner fancy foods. Yeah. You know? Okay, so we've got foie gras, obviously. We've got caviar. Yes. We've got truffles. truffles. Wagyu beef. Yes. I think like shellfish, oysters, stone crab, king crab claws, yeah. snow crab. Snow crab. Uni. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, lobster. Oh, of which course. Which we didn't put on the list. Oh, my God. I just remember. <laughs> oh, my God. Hold on. I just remembered my dream. And I was at a fancy restaurant and they were coming around and taking everyone's order. But there was so much lobster on the menu, I felt like I was kept. I ordered like the lobster salad, and then for the main, everything had lobster, and I was panicked because I was like, "This is this will be too much lobster." No such thing. Oh my god! I do really love lobster. I think it's so yummy. Yeah, I mean, caviar is not something that like I am often gonna serve at home, if ever. But boy, is it delicious! Truly. I also know there's so many different grades, and like that's something that I don't care to really get caught up in. Really? I'm so interested in it. You I'd are? actually love to find us like a a purveyor or a specialist to come on or just a great lover of caviar to come on and talk to us about it cuz so much of it now is not the same as it was 20 years ago yeah. and but there's you I don't think you can get beluga but you can get ocetra. Right. Um, no, I think you can still get beluga but it's like well, there's Iraqi caviar. No, sh- oh Jesus. I'm already showing that I know nothing. <laughs> there's on. Iranian caviar. <laughs> It, it feels very black market. It does. It I think that's what makes it fun. Potentially very black market. Like someone smuggled this in. It's like, how did this get onto this plate situation? Yeah, so true. Truffles, on the other hand, I really can get into. So Me too. the season for black truffles is December to March, and the season for white truffles, which I think are slightly more aromatic, is like early, late-ish autumn to December. How long do they keep? So you keep them usually in Arborio rice and like, oh my God, when you open that little thing and it just smells so much like. Then can you cook that rice? I'm not sure. I think that weirdly the aromas like don't actually stay in the rice, but one might as well try. Yeah. A good way of getting truffle flavor all year round is not truffle oil, which is disgusting and just made of fake things, but truffle butter, which is basically just chopped up truffles in butter. So good. It's so good. What if you took all the money you budgeted out for a disaster and instead of buying like 50 pounds of rice and beans, you just bought one block of like, (laughs) or you bought one truffle? That'd be badass. Well, that would be badass, but it wouldn't get you very far. You're knocking on your neighbor's door. Yeah, exactly. Do you have, (laughs) yeah, anything will do. Okay, so should we talk about what these seven courses entail? Yes, because I Where does it start? L'aperitif. Yeah, like an aperitif. Yeah. So it's like a bite of something, like an Mm amuse-bouche. And sometimes it includes a drink. So it could be a little piece of toast with caviar. It could be like, um, I don't know, a quail egg with caviar. All of my ideas involve caviar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, you could do a little uni bite. Yeah, a little piece of toast with foie gras. Mm -hmm. Well, I was at, um, my friend threw a party at Sambar here in New York, which is one of David Chang's restaurant. And they had little uni toast. They had little pieces of the oysters of a chicken, meaning like those are those pieces in the back of a chicken that are so delicious, like little fried oysters. They mm. did little chickpea fritters. Right. But at get home, really creative. you do like a little new potato. Yeah. Just with like a little bit of sour cream, um, and caviar. But let's see if you didn't have caviar, what's like another good 
little salty. Ooh, I was thinking a deviled quail egg. Yum. Because I feel like a deviled egg, it's so much. Yes. You know, but like a, a little quail deviled egg. quail That'd egg. That'd be really hard to fill it after you've scooped out the yolk. You'd have to get like a I cake think, thingy. Yeah, you got like a little pastry bag and do it. Yeah. Also, then it'll look prettier. Yeah. Yeah. Could you also do like a little shot of some kind of soup or is that the next course? I'm shaking my head because I'm being like a thousand percent. Oh my God. Ooh, in the summer, a little bit of gazpacho, a little pea soup, a little cucumber mint soup. Yeah. Cucumber yogurt mint soup. You could do some kind of like potato leek with um, maybe a truffle oh. or I don't know. Okay. I'm picturing oh, okay. a little potato Just... leek then with like a latke covering the shot glass. Whoa. Oh, I love God. when they do that. Maybe we should open a catering company. I'm sure. <laughs> so yummy. <laughs> yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Of course. Don't worry, guys. We got you. How would you elevate a pig in a blanket? Could you like Caviar. smear some? Caviar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, foie gras. You like. I feel like it's so yucky. You know, it's like almost you don't. I think what's fun about it is the lack of elevation. Like, what get some gold leaf and like dribble it on there. Mm. Yeah, I guess a pig in a blanket isn't very elevated. I just didn't want our listeners to think that we had forgotten <laughs> where we came from. No, a small spanakopita that's also not that elevated, but they are yummy. Yeah, you um, could do like a little seared scallop. True. With a little truffle shaved on top of it. The classic that we're forgetting, we could just do an oyster. Just oysters on the half shell with a mignonette. Yeah, delicious mignonette. Maybe get some like yuzu situation, some like jalapeno in there. Something, yeah, yeah, something salty, maybe with a little kick to it to just like awaken the senses. But here's a question, because my favorite aperitivo, aperitif, if we're doing French, is a glass of champagne. So if I'm having something bubbly... Then what do I want to go with it? That what 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 would you? What's your aperitif drink? I would say champagne because I can't drink it all night long, as we've talked about multiple times. Yep. And I feel like it's it's good. I don't want it after a cocktail. I want it before a cocktail. I think. Oh, interesting. Like, and I just want a teeny bit. Yeah, a little dribble. Yeah. Yeah. With champagne, I love the oyster idea. I love a little soup idea. Caviar and champagne I love. Yeah, of course. I mean, mean, yeah. (laughs) Here's a combination you may never have thought of. (laughs) Okay, so we start with the aperitif. Small bite. How delicious. Even just like a shot glass of uni with like a little bit of tamari in it. And maybe a yoop of sesame oil. Maybe you don't want to even fuck it up. Then we go into hors d'oeuvres. Mm-hmm. So it's another small thing, but slightly bigger and maybe more in the theme of what you're, what the rest of the meal is going to be. Yeah. And I feel like more in the vein of an appetizer. Yes. So it sounds like, it's funny because it's actually called l'entrée. Like it's actually, the word entrée is what they use, but mm-hmm. it means like the entry. Yes. Right? So it's like the aperitif is like wetting your appetite. Then you have like the entry into the meal, which is also like such a nice yeah. idea. So, right. It's slightly bigger than an aperitif, but it also sounds like the aperitif could be many things. Mm-hmm. Whereas the entree is sort of one thing, right? And it's yes. like place. You know, when you go to like one of those super duper duper fancy restaurants, if you're lucky <laughs> enough to go to one. and yeah. I'm just realizing like the aperitif course can last like for half an hour because they're bringing out many different things as opposed yes. to just having one. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk wow, about that, wow, we're talking wow. about a little cone with a little 
ahi tartar inside. Oh, wow. Bring me to the 90s. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. And I'll be happy. Um, so I'm thinking like, I mean, maybe this is actually where you do the soup. Oh, yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah. I think you would do this. You would do a soup here. You would do a tartare here. Yes. Something that it's plated per person. Yes. So it's not, but it's like one dish, right? It's not like we got, we put a bunch of shit out, like grab whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plate. Wow, I can't wait to go to your restaurant. <laughs> hey guys. Like, <laughs> put a bunch of shit out. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> what about um, like a chawan mushi, which is like a Japanese egg custard. And it has so many surprises in it and like a beautiful mother of pearl spoon. There's Hell like a yeah. little baby shrimp in there. There's like really good, maybe like scallops. mushrooms, maybe baby scallops and uni on top of it. I mean, Whoa. damn, I want to come to this dinner party. And well, I'll be like, yo, this is your chawan mushi. <laughs> yo, dig in. Oh <laughs> Just the worst hostesses ever. Oh my People God. that we never want to come like, in contact are you, with. Like, why are you changing your personality? Like, what are you talking about? This is us being cool and fancy. <laughs> this is having a night. Um, I love the idea of a chawan mushi. What I'm also liking about what we're setting out is that we're creating menus. Because I feel like I would go... Either the oysters with mignonette or like an uni stitch uni toast into a chawan mushi. Yeah. Right? So that they're we're talking about similar flavors. Yeah. I also, I mean, I do love a simple soup. Mm-hmm. Depending on the season, it could be butternut squash. I've never made a French onion soup, but I think they're actually shockingly easy and they feel so decadent. I would love to make one with you. Me too. I would love to have you be my partner in making a French onion soup. Oh my God. I can't can't believe this day has come. I also, wait, I was just having, oh, something that we forgot. A homemade blini with gravlax and creme fraiche as an aperitif. Like a a teeny blini with just a perfect piece of gravlax. Like that's, that's fabulous to go into like maybe a French onion soup. Yes. Love that. Um, mm. Tartare, I don't think I would try to make it home. Um, I'm thinking about carpaccio. Ooh, carpaccio. I think the way that you make carpaccio at home is you get the meat really, really, really cold. You freeze it and then you slice it. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you can slice it so thin. Otherwise, it'll like sort of, you know, collapse under your knife. Don't but carpaccio that. also at home, that sounds a little too. But it's important to note that the French do the salad after the main course. So this is why we're not talking about salads when we're talking about l'entrée slash the hors d'oeuvre. Right? Yes. yes. Mm, I could. I would also do maybe like a leeks vinaigrette kind of a thing or like um, a braised endive, maybe with cheese. Like there's, there, there's room. Yeah, and you could really showcase a vegetable. Um, yeah. Or whatever seasonal. I also think I've never been able to achieve this, but you know, when you just get a beautiful, clear consomme and you're like, what? And then you try it and you're like, this is filled with yes. taste. I mean, imagine doing just a lobster broth. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold the phone, everybody. Yeah. Maybe with like, oh, wait, maybe you pour it table side. Maybe it's like you get some lobster meat in a bowl and someone comes around and pouring out of a tea kettle. Yes. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. One year for Christmas, I gave my mom 
uh, an IOU of a year's worth of soups. So like every month I would make her a new soup that could be frozen. Mm. And the first soup that I made, which was not frozen, the soup that I made for Christmas Eve was a lobster bisque. It's so good. Like it's insane to have that much lobster. It's like, I don't know how they pack it, how you can pack it into like such a small, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I think a lobster bisque, any sort of a lobster soup, a fish stock, just delicious. Save those shrimp shells. That's how you make a good fish stock. I know. I know. It's just a lot of work and it's very pungent. It is quite pungent, but it doesn't smell fishy. It smells like- Shrimpy? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Back to the program. Back to the program. And we're back. Okay, so, oh my God, let's talk about the fish. Let's talk about the fish because that's the next course. This is a really exciting course because it ends with something that I'm not going to reveal yet. But this oh, is the yes. fish course. So maybe you don't want to do like a um, a raw fish during your second course. Which Please. I, I was almost going to say, just have it be idiot. an all fish meal. Oh, wow. Seven fishes. So here we are. We're at the fish course. I almost was just thinking about doing like a lobster broth followed by a lobster dish for your fish. Doesn't that sound so good? Like imagine just like a kind of a clear-ish, very lobstery, very shrimpy broth. So like all of that umami. And then you have a lobster, maybe just like, lightly sauteed in butter as Maybe your with dish. some porcinis. I'm, I'm poking my fingers in the She's air. I'm so excited. People. The other thing that you have to remember for this meal, there has to be bread on the table with so much good French butter. At all times. At all times. I'm thinking, what if you did a sweet little, some kind of flaky white fish, like a sea bass or a halibut in parchment? Uh-huh. So everyone gets their own little pouch. And I was thinking maybe you could even like write everyone's name on the parchment. Love it. And then you get to open it up and maybe it has some like teeny tiny beautiful little vegetables underneath it. Oh, yeah. And then maybe you can pour some like a beurre blanc or like a sauce at the table. But I think it's fun to like have everyone kind of unwrap their little fish present. I love that. <laughs> well, imagine first you have your little chawan mushi, which usually it has a lid on it. So mm-hmm. first you un- undo the lid of your chawan mushi. Then for your fish course, you unwrap your parchment. I mean, like how nice to unwrap a present. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love anything that's like wrapped in another thing, like a dumpling, a burrito. Like it doesn't matter if it has a wrapping. I'm excited. You're like one of those little kids where you could give them just like an old shoe for Christmas, but you just are <laughs> excited about unwrapping the present. Yeah, it doesn't exactly, matter what's inside. What's inside. Yes. yes. Um, what else would you, I mean, it might be nice. So if you're doing a seven course meal, that's a lot of food. So you could also do maybe like a really simple steamed fish. Mm-hmm. If you're doing the chawan mushi, then you could do like a simple steamed cod or something like that, just with like scallions and mirin. Yeah. You could do a simple piece of steamed salmon with like a really beautiful herb sauce. Yeah. I mean, for fish, of course, it's endless. You could honestly, you could serve like three head on shrimp Mm. and guests would be happy. That would be delicious with an aioli. Yes. Oh, wow. Like a grand uh, aioli. Yeah. With all the different like poached shrimps and vegetables and Oh my God. So moving on, the reason why I'm so excited about course number three, the fish course is because it ends with a course that doesn't count, but it is a separate course. And that's the sorbet palate cleansing situation. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why it's not its own course entirely or like a half course, but it is part of the third course. So they sweep away your fish because you're probably moving into meats mm-hmm. um, or possibly a carb if you have people who don't eat red meat. And uh, you get like some beautiful little ball of sorbet or scoop yeah. of like but a tiny. really light. Yes. This is not like a Ben and Jerry's ice cream scoop, right? It's like if you put your forefinger and your thumb together, it's even smaller than that. It's like a two bite, but like just lemon or lime, just something really simple to cleanse that palate. How delicious. Delicious. And feels like such a fun treat. That's true. To have something sweet in the middle of the meal, you're like, ooh. (laughs) Well, that's why I think if you're going to bring up the bread and butter, it should come out like later. So it's it's another added surprise. I'm not sure where, maybe. I just think if we're doing it really French, then Mm -hmm. you're probably eating bread and butter with Everything, Everything. especially with a soup. And then, like, I might want some in my hand while I'm eating my fish. Yeah. I just want it on hand at all times. Yeah. I love a baguette. Course number four, finally, the main course. Although everything's been so good and so worthy of being a main course in and of itself. So this is what you're thinking about steak. You're thinking about lamb, possibly a duck situation. Just, Mm. like, something that is heartier. You could do a beautiful pasta if you, you know, were going lighter or vegetarian. Um, but my thing with this, as so if the first four, three courses, pardon me, are individually plated, how nice would it be to have like uh, a big le- like leg of lamb or like a few roasted whole ducks like presented to the table? So this course is more um, sharing, like it's more rustic. Yeah. Or like a huge beef tenderloin or like the, um, what's it called? En croute when it's, en croute, uh, yeah. yeah, en croute. Like Which a, means like in a crust. Yeah. Like a beef Wellington. Right. Like a huge one just on the table like, and there's vegetables surrounding it or like a, also a thing of mashed potatoes. Yeah. But I thought, I think that would be a fun way to switch it up as opposed to, and here's your next, t- you know, filet mignon. I also think it depends. So it's the thing about this kind of a meal is you basically have to have servers because if you are doing things that are plated and you're also serving a sorbet in between a course and stuff like that, if things are plated, I think it's really hard to do on your own in the kitchen or like you and your partner in the kitchen trying to plate everything. So that's why I think maybe give yourself a break. Listen, unless you've got a whole staff, Hey, good for you. Um, so true, but like then to give yourself a break and be like, okay, now finally the main, we just, Put it on the table. Yes, I don't have to drizzle sauce on everyone's plate. Exactly. Yes. Have a big gravy boat next to it. Mm-hmm. Have like a bunch of different sides, really yummy big sides. Ooh, I'm thinking of like a cipollini with Gruyere on top, like chi- like roast cipollini onions with like a cheesy thing on top. <laughs> but this is, is that too much for a seven quart? Like that's a lot. So here's my thought. You know that I have a paranoia that when people see how much I eat, that they're like, oh my God, she's really going to town. <laughs> crazy person. As Harry said on Friday, I quote unquote threw myself at the pork butt. Oh my God. <laughs> Which I don't think was an inaccurate description. Oh but, my God. So my feeling is like, you know what? Yeah, it is seven courses and you are going to feel like shit afterwards, but everything <laughs> will have been so good that yeah. it's going to be really worth it. Yeah. So like, that's my thought is it's like, if you're worried about eating too many cipollini onions with melted cheese on top. That's your own damn problem. That's your own problem. I'm not going to not make them. I'm like, um, the more, the better. 
kind of a person. Yeah. Well, the, we talk about this, just the feeling of abundance, because yeah. the worst is when you go to one of these dinners and you're like, is there going to be enough? Oh no. Am I going to leave hungry? Am I going to leave like out of $300 and starving? Exactly. Ugh, the worst. So, so I hear what you're saying about like, is it too heavy? But I'm like, listen, once you get to the main, all bets are off. True. I would love to do just like a really simple, like large format, big thing of skirt steak cut up. Mm. It's like pre-sliced, pretty rare, smashed potatoes on the side with a lot of herbs. Yeah. Maybe like a cheesy side of some sort, either like um, cauliflower gratin or like I'm saying onions gratin. Maybe a simple thing of like, I'm going like <laughs> I know. What is this at? Because um, you're mandolin yourself? No, these are asparagus. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like white asparagus, if they're in Ooh, season, green yum. asparagus. I yeah. just love the idea of like a big red meat, but that's so simple. And then yes. like a big green sauce on the side. Yes. So here's the thing. Sorry. We kind of abandoned our fancy pantsness, right? Because well, we got we're doing food. Right. We're back. But I think, okay, we're back. So I think you could do a chicken with black truffles under the skin yes, and then make like a truffle jus. Ooh. Hot diggity dadaog. Yeah. You could even do and foie too, right? Yeah. I've never found, like, I don't like things stuffed with foie gras. I've never mm. found that that delicious. I would rather do foie gras as the entree. Yes. As a hors d'oeuvre of like just a piece of either seared foie gras or if it's a pate. Yes. Like foie gras on toast. What would you do for a duck? I mean, yeah, I was just thinking that. I mean, you could do some kind of like duck and black truffle situation. Yeah, like a really dark sauce, kind of. Yeah, but you like that that bright sauce is so good with duck. That's why I like a yeah. berry sauce, currant is always good. But maybe you could shave some truffles. Oh, just make it rain truffles. I think truffles are if you're gonna do a pasta for the main. Oh, like yeah. then it's just raining truffles. All day. And oh, truly, you, know you could do the truffles with the potatoes and serve it with duck or serve it with whatever, you know? Oh, that's true. That's very true. Mm. I love that we're just like, we just have to work them in somehow. Oh, yeah, is- but guys, I can't talk about truffle butter. I can't speak highly enough of it because it's clearly not nearly as expensive as an actual truffle, but the flavor is so potent that you could like use a, a, you know, a tin of that and then mix in regular butter too. So you're not breaking the bank at all. But yeah, I mean, the meat, the meat is exciting. Other vegetables that we want to talk about, maybe uh, that's why I like the idea of doing an asparagus that there's something really simple to counteract maybe some of the heft. Well, just remember that the next course is the salad course. So not raw, but just simple, I think. Or imagine doing like a carrot that was just cooked in butter. Yeah. Like, you know how at French restaurants, they shave them down so that they're like a true, like really sharp cone mm-hmm. almost and leave some of the leaves on yes. the bottom. Yeah. You can do them like that. Yeah. Beautiful baby, tiny parsnips. Just I, I'm envisioning like beautifully shaved, yeah. sculpted root vegetables cooked in butter. Yeah. Ooh. With like maybe, I don't know, some chives or something on it. Also, of course, if you want to kick out the jams, like this is when you could go and buy your Wagyu beef. Oh, yeah. This is when Dur- you have. That's like how I guess you would make this super fancy. Then you get the salad, which I'm always like, really? But then if it's good, you're like, mmm. Well, you know how I feel about a salad. I'm like, bring me a salad. Bring me everyone's salad. I'll eat it all. Yeah. I get a little bit less excited about it. Yeah. When it comes after the main course, I have to say this right. is the one thing that I disagree with in the meal. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, if I'm at a French restaurant and then they bring me a salad, I'm like, okay. Like, I guess if you judge it. it up with some cheese, like some But then blue the cheese, cheese, of course, is nourished. Yeah. So, so I guess you could do a little taste of cheese, but maybe skip the salad altogether. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I mean, I, I'm not anti-skipping salad. I would just add it into the main course. Or you do like four beautiful pieces of huge butter lettuce drizzled with a little bit of vinaigrette and call it a day. Right. The next course is my favorite course in the world. Okay, we're coming around with a cheese trolley. It's so exciting. Beep, beep. Here she comes. Here she comes. But, uh, okay, definitely cheese trolley. But what if you bought, like, a raclette, like a half wheel with, like, the burner? Wow. I mean, that's really involved. But could you imagine? I, I, can, I can try to imagine. <gasps> I don't know that I have the wherewithal to imagine just how amazing that would be. That sounds so good. Uh, but see, so for me, I feel like I would not want that because unlike the English who whose cheese course, there is a cheese course, but then there's also like Welsh rarebit or like something that's like one kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. I want many kinds of cheese in my cheese course. You so do. I want a semi-soft goat. I want a really flaky goat. I want <laughs> a sheep's milk. I want like an oozy cow. Yes. I want a really stinky cow. I want like a um, a waxy, hard, sharp, like Manchego exactly. or Asiago. Yeah. So I think I'm wanting four mm. cheeses minimum. I'm down with that. And I want someone to bring to the table so many different honeys, jams, nuts. See, I'm the opposite. Oh. I am French in this way. It's it's very English or American to offer these the fruits yeah. and the nuts and the honeys. I just want the cheese, cheese and maybe a piece of bread. Maybe I want butter on my bread before Jeez, I add insane. the cheese. <laughs> I need some acid and sweet. Um, God, I love cheese. Okay, Me so too. then we are moving on to dessert. I'm so sad it's almost over. I know. Can you believe uh, it? Can you believe how far we've come? How much we've eaten? Oh, no. I'm so glad we did this journey together. So dessert, neither of us are huge bakers, but some kind of beautiful cake or maybe like a budino, like a mousse situation. I'd go chocolate mousse. Yeah. I just think, has there ever been an occasion that didn't call for chocolate mousse? Like, it's <laughs> so great. I love a tartata yeah. with like a homemade whipped cream after this level of a heavy meal, you could do just berries with whipped cream. But, like, I want chocolate to round out that meal, baby. <laughs> if you're what she wants. crazy, you could do a chocolate souffle. You could do a vanilla souffle with a raspberry sauce. Ooh, souffle is so classic. Ooh, I like that. But that's, like, again, if you have help, it's great. If it's just you running around your kitchen, like, that's really hard to do them a la minute. Mm-hmm. Because the meringue will have fallen yeah. Before it even goes into the, as yeah. in the egg whites will have you need, collapsed. You need so two chefs. You need a team. That's a hard one. I would say, I mean, <clears throat> even just a scoop of like the most incredible, delicious gelato that you can find would be beautiful with some, with some berries if it's summertime. Yep. And then you could even like shave some, some chocolate on top. In case yeah, you can't shave tell some chocolate. Shave some chocolate on top. Um, I also would like to get more into the habit of offering my guests tea at the end of a meal. You know, mm. oh, does anybody want a tea or a coffee? Because um, I love to have tea at the end of a meal. A fresh mint, a not fresh mint, a chamomile. An old mint. An old mint, exactly. A dried mint. Uh, 
anything like kind of rosy. Yeah. I personally, I don't go for a caffeinated beverage, but I know a lot of people do. Yeah, I do. I, I do love a little espresso after a meal like this. I feel like the bitterness just cuts through yeah. everything and the caffeine is a, a lie. Wow, to me, it's not. Really? Well, I don't know, because I have tr- problems with sleep. I feel like if I'm in Europe and I have an espresso, right. it's a total lie. I feel great. I go straight yeah. to bed. But, like, here, I think if I have an espresso, I'm like, huh. Well, decaf espresso, perhaps. Something about the warmth and the bitterness and, I don't know, it feels like it's, it, like, cuts through everything I just ate. It's true. It almost feels like it's, like, corroding the things that you ate. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then if you want to be super special and decadent, you can kind of leave everyone a beautiful little bag of like maybe some tiny homemade cookies or macaron or like little candies Even that you make. Granola, I think is what they Ooh, do at 11 is, Madison Park. I love Park. that for the next morning. Yeah. That is chic. Very chic. So that, those are the seven courses. Yeah. Wow. I forgot to mention. Yes. That this is a fancy pants dinner because the food is fancy pants. But I think in the invite, you should also encourage everyone to wear their fanciest pair of pants. Yes. So you've got people having a laugh. It's maybe a little I'll wear bit my, cheeky. I have paisley pants. Maybe I'll wear those tonight. Yeah, I wear oh, some gold pants. You could wear whatever your, your craziest pants are. You can wear them to the fancy pants dinner. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it. We really hope that everybody is doing well and that you guys are relaxing and not super stressed because this is a really wild time. So take care of yourselves. Don't panic. Eat well. Don't panic. Make friends with your neighbors if you're quarantined. Uh, I don't know. Maybe invite them over for dinner. Yeah. Listen to this podcast on repeat. Tell people about it. So thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us at Having a Night on Instagram. We will probably have another caption this contest or another contest of some kind soon. Yeah, this is so fun. Um, Thank you so much, Colin. We adore you. Thank you to Ad Large for, you know, hey, having us on here. Um, Thank Thank you to my my co-host. Oh, thank you to my co-host and my little French onion soup partner. Yeah. yeah, See you next week, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.